0: Thank you for joining us on the Waymaker Church podcast today. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and makes a way for the new and deeper with Jesus Christ in your life. Enjoy. Today has been phenomenal. Y'all go ahead and have a seat. They're gonna hang up, hang out with me up here for a little while. Uh, Man, let's, uh, I do need my brother Brock wearing a cowboy shirt. We're gonna pray for his deliverance today, his freedom. And and next year, there's gonna be some more burgundy and gold up here. I'm saying that, Washington. Let's go. go. Yep, HCR. All right, so uh, man, what an incredible, incredible day to get to see and hear some of those stories from those players. Uh, It has been phenomenal. And uh, today is not a day about football, but it's a day about celebrating who Jesus is, and that's what we're doing here at Waymaker Church. But I do have uh, a funny football story. So I, I played, like, peewee football. went to a small school, didn't have football in high school, so I played played football uh, in, like, county ball. It's so an offensive lineman. Not much has changed physically, okay? Uh, and so I remember one practice. I, I, like, had a great practice. If you, if you play sports, you know, sometimes you just you're just on. I don't know if, like, I actually drank water that day. I don't know, but I, I had a great practice. At the end, I, we had wind sprints. And so, you know, you have to do wind sprints. If you don't know what wind sprints are, you basically just run to like the half yard line, or like the half field. So i are running wind sprints. and I'm like, I'm going to crush my wind sprints today. And I finished first, okay? I finished first. And that was a mistake, okay? Because the coaches were not happy that I finish wind sprints first because the second string offensive lineman should not be finishing wind sprints first. So everyone had to keep running, including me, which is just a lesson. Sometimes mediocrity is, mediocrity is worth it. Okay. So if it's in the middle of the pack, sometimes you just need to stay in the middle of the pack. Uh, and so, uh, football's great. I remember one play, uh, we were, we threw an interception and I got, uh, I got like a blind side block came and hit me as the ball was turned over, which now is illegal. NFL, and so I uh, wish it wasn't legal then. Don't remember much of that play because concussions, but, you know, still here today, uh, and uh, it's a different, different sport. It's a different sport now. But man, it's football Sunday, and we're excited that you're here. Uh, and today I'm just going to be talking for a little bit uh, here at the end of service. Uh, and God had laid a, a passage on my heart uh, a couple last week and, and into this week, and, and I've been praying, and, and, and here it is. It says... For this is how God loved the world. He gave his, only, his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It's John 3.16. I think a lot of you, if you, you grew up in, in any church setting, you've, you've heard John 3.16. It might be on your grandma's coffee mug, right? Or she like hand-stitched it, right? John 3.16, if you're driving like on 221, it's like every other like billboard, John 3:16 it's everywhere if you, you know uh, Tim Tebow like had it on his, his eye black and, and if you didn't grow up in church, you may have heard this, this, this verse in, in some way, John 316. John 3:16 3, is everywhere. And, and I think we can put ourselves in two, two categories when we look at this verse. in and, and the first way I think we can look at it and we can kind of remove ourselves and we don't think it's personal. We don't think of it's personal. like God loves the world like in all the little children. In the world, he loves the little children, right? But not me. The the things I've done, the places I've been, where I come from, man. If you only knew the things I've thought. That that's not God, God doesn't love me. He loves the world. Sure, I get that, but we kind of remove ourselves. Like it's not personal. I think another way we can can think of this verse, and this is this is where I fall in, uh, is we become numb to this verse. Like John three sixteen. And even as the, the week was progressing, I knew this is what God wanted to, for me to talk about. I was like, I don't want to talk about John 3.16. Like, I can come up with something more clever than John 3.16. And, and God kind of like stopped me and said, this may be used a lot, and, and, and someone may misuse this verse or, or whatever, but that doesn't change the reality of this verse or the truth that is behind this verse, that God loves this world that he sent Jesus to, to die so that we can have eternal life. And for us to understand this verse, we gotta, we got to go all the way back in the Bible. All the way back to the, to the first three chapters. We see that God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing, void, blackness. He spoke and, and the sun was born and the earth was formed. And then he, he, he created and he spoke the sky and the sea. just Just, just created it out of nothing. And, and the, the the fish of the sea and, and the and the birds in the sky just spoke them, right? And he created plants and animals, everything. God created everything out of his own creativity, his own imagination, he created this universe, this world, he 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 burst it into existence, and then he picked up dirt and he decided, you know what, I'm gonna make something special, something unique. And he and he blew into the to, to dirt and he created mankind, humans, you and I. But he said that that we would carry his image. So, so the thing made from dirt was then elevated above all creation. Uh, and, and now we, we, were, we were carrying his image. And, and in this time in the garden, in those first couple chapters, humans walked hand in hand with God. They, they, they were communing with God. But many know that, that sin entered the world and, and humans were deceived and, and they ate fruit from a tree that God said, hey, don't eat from this. And, and so they disobeyed and, and sin and brokenness and death it rushed into this world and it created a chasm between, between man and God. And, and as God is, is ready to usher the, the humans out of the Garden of Eden and into the rest of the world, where they would, they would have to work and live normal lives, but there would be this, this added struggle, he, he says this: "For you made from dust and to dust you will return. For you were made from dust. And to dust you will return. This all happens in the first three chapters of the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible. I think that phrase that God says is so telling of the next years of of mankind's history. From dust you were made and dust you would return. Of, of humans trying to, trying to cross this chasm, trying to, to, to unite with God again. And, and God would give some, some rules, some laws to say, okay, well, if you do this and you do this, well, then, then we can be close again. And, and, but man, would, they would, we would we would mess it up and we would disobey and, and we'd rebel from God. And then we would realize how desperately we need God and we'd come back and, and God would forgive us and love us. And say Okay, but follow these rules. And, and then we would do the whole thing. So from dust we were formed and to dust we'll return. And, but then we get to John three sixteen. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. The simple yet powerful truth, God loves this world. I think that's often mistaken or lost, right? We talk about the world sometimes in church and, and it's, it's everything bad or there's different, you know, it's not, it doesn't look like God, but, but we forget that God, God created this earth and he loves his creation. And he loves us most of all. So God sent Jesus. We got to see this play out in some of the lives of the players and the realization that they have for that reality. And what, what is crazy about John 3.16, and, I, you know, if I raise a hand, who knows John 3.16? And, and, you know, when I was growing up, like, if you recited it the fastest, like, you got, I don't know, an award. It was weird. But uh, for as much as I knew John 3.16, I, I didn't really know John 3.17. And that was was crazy to me, and I was was studying, uh, and uh, John 3.16 has been something I've held on to for years, and it's just as powerful as the truth in John 3.16. John 3.17 says, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Verse 18, I'm going to read that real quick. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for believing in God's one and only son. The son didn't come into the world to judge the world, but to save the world. But what does that mean, right? Does that, that mean like, oh man, yeah, I accept this, this Jesus thing, and but he didn't come to judge me, he saved me so I can do whatever I want and, and there's grace and mercy. And yes, there is, but that's not what that's saying at all. Instead, what it's saying is Jesus didn't come to judge the world because the judgment was over. The verdict was final. We were guilty. Scripture even even tells us that that the sin that we carry, that that we bring on ourselves, has made us an enemy of God. An enemy of the God that created everything out of nothing. Nothing. We've become an enemy, which is, is so ironic because when, when God created us, he created us in his image. But as time has gone on, we are still made in his image. We still carry the image of God from the moment we're formed in the womb. But now we kind of pick up things, right? Lust and, and greed and, and anger and, and selfishness. And that image gets, gets skewed, tainted, marred. And it doesn't really reflect the Father, but... Maybe our own agenda, or, or or other things, and that we also are subject to things that we don't get to choose, like disease, and, and calamity, and de- destruction, and, and death. That now we're we're living in this world, and we're carrying the image of God, but we've we've picked up all these chains, all these shackles, and we're we're, we're nothing like we were created to be. But God loved the world, and He sent Jesus. And what's beautiful about these three verses is it's what separates following Jesus or, or Christianity from every other religion in the world. Every other religion in the world, there's, there's a problem. Humans have to become or to achieve some goal to, to experience whatever. And it's a mountain, right? It's a, it's a mountain and God or, or whatever deity is, is up there humans have to, have to climb, have to try to, to, to slave or do whatever to get to this, this place of euphoria or whatever it is. But in this book and in these verses is the only account where God comes down, where God bore our sin, my sin. Where the Creator who formed you in your womb and was there watching every single time that that I, that I turned from God, that I went after my own desires, and, and, it, and it it hurt Him. He came because He loved, because the judgment was over, and there's nothing that we could do. And so the sun climbs down the mountain, and He stands before the Judge. And he says, "I will take that price." I will I will bring that on myself and Jesus he, he was hung on a cross and crucified and when that happened that moment the perfect Son of God God himself dying on a cross he took on my sin your sin and he, 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 he conquered that that he, he, he conquered it he took our, our payment on for us and then he was buried into the ground and as the text it reads in the Greek, it refers to it, he swallowed the grave. He defeated sin and death. And that's what we're gonna celebrate on Easter a few, few months from now. Because there's nothing we could do. And so Jesus did it all because God loves you and me. And the reality is we have but a lifetime to make this decision. Am I gonna believe in what Jesus did and who he was, or am I not? And life is short. I think the whole, the whole world is kind of thinking that this week with the, the shocking death of, of Kobe Bryant. And this is, not, this is not about Kobe, but it's just a it's, a, it's such a reminder of man, we are not promised tomorrow. We are not promised to be able to walk out these doors. And what you do on this earth matters for eternity. And so what I want to do is I want to give you the opportunity today to make a decision that is going to change your lifetime, your eternity. I'm going ask everyone to, to bow their heads and close their eyes. I'm doing this just because I believe that I'm talking to a few individuals in this room today because maybe you've been doing this church thing or maybe you, it's your first time at church or, or whatever and you've been, been wrestling or running or, or you didn't know but today you're sitting here and you realize that, that, that where you're at in your life has caused you to, to be an enemy of the creator but that Jesus loves you enough to come down and to, to bear your, your pain, to bear your sin on himself and that he died and he rose again and I think for you in this room you've never made that decision on your own Bible says if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And so what I want to do is want to give you the opportunity today to make that decision that's going to affect eternity for you. And it's going to be the greatest decision of your life, and we're going to celebrate it till kingdom come, and it's going to be an awesome moment. And you feel your your heart leaping out of your chest right now because you know you've been running, you know you've been denying, but but you can't anymore. And the simple truth that Jesus is king, that he is Lord, that he did this for you and you need not to do anything else but just to admit that and accept him into your life. And so what I wanna do is I'm gonna walk you through a prayer. It's not special words, it's just I'm, I'm helping you form words of, of what you're feeling, of what you're you're thinking already. And so if that's you, if you've never made this decision to believe in and follow Jesus on your own, I want you just to to say this either out loud or or in the depths of your soul and believe it. Dear God, I know that I have sinned against you. I know that, that I have separated myself from you. Today I recognize that there's nothing on my own I can do to change that but that you love me. So you sent Jesus to live a perfect life so that he died on a cross for me. And when he died on that cross, he took all of my sin, all of my guilt, all of my shame, and he paid for it. And then he was buried and he rose again three days later, conquering sin and death. Today I'm, I'm 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 confessing this. I'm believing in this. And from today on, I'm going to follow Jesus. And if you just prayed that, I want you to stick your hand up, just boldly, to just just let me know, and I can celebrate with you. If you just made that decision, just put your hand up. Maybe you've been coming here for a few weeks. And you're thinking, next week, or I don't know. Please don't waste this opportunity you're not promised tomorrow. So if that was you, just stick your hand up. Church, can we go ahead and stand? And we're going to worship. But first, we're going to celebrate one life that was changed for eternity today. And you thought we were talking about football today? We're talking about the freedom in Jesus Christ. Oh, he's still saving souls. And listen, if you didn't raise your hand or if you need to talk to someone, our care team, our elders are going to be up front. Please don't waste this moment. And and, and lastly, before we worship and get out of here, man, if you're in this room today and you believe and follow Jesus, maybe you walked in today carrying some heavy weights. But as we sang earlier, those chains can fall. They aren't locked. They don't hold you down. If you need to talk to someone, come down forward. Let us pray. Let us journey with you. Maybe you came today and you're just checking checking the box off. I went to church. Let today, let this time of worship be a moment where you reconnect with the Father and you re realize the love he has for you, church, that you are not who you used to be. Maybe you're not who you want to be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be. And let's worship our King, our Savior, for the love, for the simple fact of John 3.16, that He loves you. Thank you for joining us. And a special thank you to those of you who give generously to Waymaker Church. It is because of you that our ministry is possible. Visit waymaker.church to give now. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe. You can also share it with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Now go make a way.